We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome along to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, joined as always by Sean Siegel, one of the co-owners at Road of His. Sean, I think uh, it would be remiss if I didn't start today's show uh, by by wishing you a happy new year and of course wishing the, the, the listeners a very happy new year as well. I know our last show came out last Thursday, it was uh, New Year's Eve and obviously we're into 2021 now, so I guess that would be the the only fitting way to start today's show so uh, happy new year to to you and all the listeners well thank you and and to you and, and everyone out there it's exciting to be in 2021 i think 2021 uh, the odds are very good that it will be a better overall year for us than 2020 was <laughs> on the other hand we'd like to replicate our 2020 fantasy football results it was a spectacular year for the podcast for the site and we're going to go into a few of our best ball awards talk about some of the things from the best ball explorer and the best ball workshop that really allowed us to dominate in 2020 and we'll even give a few uh, insights on the pod today they're not in the article this week so it should be a fun time wrapping up and talking about uh, some of those elements and i i think the only disappointing thing for 2020 results was that when i went back in this morning and was looking at it i discovered that a stat correction naheem hines having one of his receptions uh, changed i guess to a lateral uh, from that final game actually moved blair and me down from 29th to 31st which happens to be a, a big payout cutoff level there so Lost $1,000 because I guess there was a, a sideways pass that wasn't originally captured. I don't know that they needed to change that. It, it was okay with me the way that it was, but can't <laughs> complain. I mean, 2020 was a fantastic year, and I think 2021 will be even better. Yeah, and it can be tough sometimes on those stat corrections, and it'll happen from time to time. It doesn't happen very often, you know, even if you're just, if you go through all 16 weeks, there'll be very few of those that that does change it. But I did see this year, I think it was in uh, the DraftKings Millionaire Maker, that there was one of those weeks that it was like you know maybe an hour or two after the the games had wrapped up that uh, it was a sack that was changed um from from a sack to an actual just a tackle basically uh, on the quarterback and uh, that that changed the outcome in that for for the big cash the million the million dollars so uh, sorry to hear about that but i guess we're talking about contests that you know you can win 
some money. Make the the FFPC is back with another great contest. It is the FFPC Playoff Challenge, and we'll be uh, talking on Thursday show about our plans for the Playoff Challenge and how we're going to strategize to set up those lineups. Since it was launched in 2003, the world famous FFPC Playoff Challenge is entering its 18th year and is the largest and most exciting playoff contest in all of season-long fantasy football. Now with a record-shattering $500,000 grand prize and close to $1.1 million in total guaranteed prizes, there is no draft, there's no salary cap, there's no convoluted rules. Just pick 12 players and let them ride all the way to the Super Bowl. With a $200 entry fee and a chance to win half a million dollars, check that out over at myffpc.com for more information. They also have a $35 entry option as well. So don't miss out, get involved today. That's myffpc.com. Sean, we are heading into the playoffs. The week 17 obviously ended this past week, but it gives us a chance to reflect back on some of the, the great work you've done uh, this past off season. And it makes me, uh, when you mentioned the best ball workshop, first thing I thought of is, oh, it's not going to be too far away to we're going to be wanting to start some of those best ball drafts. So uh, the, the etch will start pretty quickly, I'm sure. But the best ball workshop last year, uh, fantastic work. And uh, the results um, stayed strong again in 2020. It's always one of those must-read pieces each and every offseason, of course, with Mike Beers and uh, the Roster Construction Explorer as well. Just so much data now to be able to kind of focus on, try and make those decisions and set yourself up for success um, and then pretty much uh i'll let you i'll let you say about the results of the the best ball workshops in 2020 i don't want to steal your thunder there but uh fantastic year for the tools and and the workshop as well yeah well you mentioned mike beers and uh we can't emphasize enough the great job he's doing had a fantastic message uh, at least very exciting to me it felt like christmas morning all over again just a couple weeks later when he announced that he has updated the roster construction explorers for 2020 you know, with the information uh, from this year that has just passed. So if you want to see what worked specifically in 2020, you can go in there and explore. He's got a few extra formats that he's added into that. But one of the things that we can look very quickly and see and is exciting again, the results that we have been discussing for these past years, whether it's the last five years for best ball tens, the last three years for FFPC, the same kinds of things worked again in 2020, which is very helpful for us because we've been talking about how dominant these techniques are. There are three basic planks to our best ball strategy. We'll go through those as we give out the awards here in a moment. But the cool thing, pulling this up, looking at it today, again, a 14.5% win rate for readers and users, listeners who followed those recommendations. And this just crushes right (laughs) the average win rate here it's like having a team where you have star players at all the positions because i mean that win rate is just very very difficult to replicate but it's the same thing that we did in 2019 it was based on research from the previous years and i think it's not a huge surprise that we got these kinds of results when we talk a lot about you know that running back in the first round single elite running back then loading up on wide receivers we talk about the running back dead zone that's been a recent topic on the show and we know that it was very much a factor in 2020 so to see these results come out where we followed this plan and it worked just like it has in previous years that's not a surprise but it's still very exciting to see it there in black and white go through the numbers and again a 14.5 percent win rate for just following 
the simple lessons within the workshop. If you followed some of the advanced lessons, then you could easily juice your win rates up into that 17, 18, 19% range, which again, at that level, if you're playing in volume, volume, you're going to make a good amount of money. Obviously pay off your subscription to the site very, very quickly there. And just, you know, beyond the monetary element, it's fun to win, right? I wasn't able to win the MFL 10 of death this year. Sadly, that was disappointing. Congrats to Mike Clay for coming through there. But the four industry drafts that I was able to do, won two of those, you know, you play a higher volume. You're not expecting to win at 50%, obviously. But when you put yourself in position with the workshop and are drafting with the right structure, the right positions in the right rounds, you just have a huge advantage regardless of which players you pick. Now, when you pick guys who stay healthy and perform, you win. When you have a little bit of a mix, maybe you come in second or third. When you have bad luck, you're still going to come in there in the middle, right? So again, we talked on the show last week about making your own luck. This is another very good example right here, where if you use the different tools in the best ball package that we put together, you're going to be very, very successful. And that kind of leads us into our first topic, which is the overall MVP column. I don't think listeners are going to be surprised to find that that is Alvin Kamara. He had a very similar win rate in both FFPC and fanball formats right there at 24%. Uh, he had dipped below 20% before that last week, but then you score 56 points and you jump, jump uh, way up and eclipse the players who are in that same range with you there are a variety of interesting things here when we look at his results and we look at his win rate i think the first thing that jumps out to me is that while it's really easy to focus on the extraordinary 37 percent win rate that christian mccaffrey had last year as the number two overall player it's actually not a no-brainer at all. It's not a done deal that these highly drafted running backs will do well in terms of win rate. When we pull up the win rates for the last five years, the previous five years, and look at all the running backs who are drafted in the top five, this is a, a fairly unique result where the only other running backs with double-digit win rates were McCaffrey last year, Le'Veon Bell with a 24% win rate in 2017, and Todd Gurley with a 13% win rate in 2018 a lot of these other guys busted and that's not dissimilar to what happened this year where we had extremely low win rates for McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley with those injuries out of the first couple of slots yeah and it's uh the thing that was interesting as well it's like um, I don't know I don't know Sean you, you might disagree. I don't know do you think we'll ever see anything like Christian McCaffrey's 36.9 percent last year I know we can't say that it'll never happen but I think that's very unlikely moving forward. You know, are we looking at that as a, a kind of unicorn in the in these scores? I think so. In, in order to get a score like that, you have to have the monster season. You've got to stay healthy. We saw this year how when he was on the field, he scored just like last year. It looked like he could potentially put up even more points. But when you have that many touches and you have such a high threshold that you have to get even one bad week, right, is going to torpedo that average. It's going to bring you down. Now, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is the clear number one pick again next season, even with how well Camaro performed, even with a couple of these guys that we're going to mention here in a moment. But to be able to do what he did in 2019, I would be very surprised if he can come anywhere near that category again. However, I should say that even though he's not going to get to that rate, Camara actually does appear on this list. If you go down a little bit lower, he'd be the next back kind of outside 
that category of top five ADP. And he he got a 16% win rate in 2018 as well. So Kamara's been way up there two of the last three seasons. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see McCaffrey place again. Yeah, I think we'll, I'm I'm pretty confident we'll see him place again. But uh, just it's, it, when you see the figures, it almost looks like it's uh, out of sync. And when we look through it, uh, Kamara, the one thing this year that you know there was that lull kind of uh, when Breeze was out injured. We had a, a couple of weeks where you know it dipped off a little bit. We had a 15.9 week sandwiched uh, with a 10.5 week sandwich in between a 34.8. Uh, performance but then there was a 6.2 performance in week 12 so we kind of we out of a five-week span we had uh, four games below 20 points uh, and and, like things then really started to pick up as we got closer to the end of the season and particularly as you mentioned in in week 16 we got drew Brees back in the the lineup and and that monster monster 56 point uh, game there Uh, it was pretty close overall between uh you know between the likes of him and dalvin cook and there was a, a chance for james robinson but injuries for robinson um and then obviously uh that that big performance just turned everything in kamara's favor uh, it's interesting to to look through the numbers and you mentioned some of the guys at the the top of those lists then over the years um you know having very low uh one percentage it's obviously having a one percentage is good but not what we'd expected in some of those scenarios and those top five picks but I think when we looked throughout the season, it was very, very consistent. And outside of that week where he hit 56, it was it was pretty much 20 or above outside of those weeks that I mentioned without Drew Brees. Um, really consistent overall season from, from Kamara. And I think if we were talking, you know, after week 14, people would have maybe would have thought that Kamara wasn't having that good a season but it just shows how good of a player he is how reliable he is in the passing game as well that you know it, it was almost like a, a quietly historic uh, season that he was coming in there to, to finish with that win rate so I think people might have uh, uh, thought that he, he was a little bit underperforming at a certain point uh, with things, things finishing out very strong for him he did and you mentioned that it was kind of quiet he jumped five uh, percentage points there in win rate with that 56 point game not a surprise entered the week at 18.5 dalvin cook as you mentioned just there at 18.4 and derrick henry uh, just fractions behind them at 18.0 both of those other two dropped quite a bit with their quiet uh, week 16s derrick henry one of a number of players who had a big week 17 <laughs> jk dobbins and antonio brown a couple of guys who were on our uh, 12th place finish team and a couple of others who put up massive week 17 performances and you can't but dream about you know what if those two weeks were flip-flopped but camara cook henry putting up big numbers the interesting thing here when you pull up the roster construction explorer you can see that drafting a running back in the first round actually gave you a below average win rate in 2020 which is just shocking and it does bring up the and one of the reasons it is shocking is that we know that michael thomas uh, played very very little and had a super low win rate so when you're comparing you know what other options you would have had uh, Travis Kelsey in best ball tens didn't have a first round ADP. So you're thinking to yourself, how could running backs, when that's basically all the first round was, how could they have a below average win rate? We know that the other main option was Michael Thomas there at 1.2. But Davin, uh, Devontae Adams was in the first round, had a 19.6% win rate. Even with Michael Thomas dragging him down, he pulled up that wide receiver group. And at the running back position, talk about landmines, right? We had Christian McCaffrey at 1.1. Saquon Barkley at 0.3, Ezekiel Elliott 2.7, Joe Mixon at 2.8. So some guys really 
destroying owners in that round. Nick Chubb below average. And then as you wrap back around into the second round, some Miles Sanders, who would have gone in both rounds, just depending on the draft, down at 6.3. So even with these big running back finishes, we didn't have quite the numbers that we had last year with Christian McCaffrey dragging them up. We'll talk a little bit about how that interacts with some other positions as we go through here, specifically moving to what I would say is our MVP runner-up slash our tight end who sets a new best ball milestone. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take their podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. I'm Dave Cabin, host of the RotoViz Fantasy Football Podcast. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for supporting RotoViz Radio. We love producing these shows, and we hope that you love listening to them. As a thank you, Royal Podcast listeners can get 10% off of a one-year Rotoviz subscription by using the promo code 2020RVRADIO at checkout. We have some of the very best tools, articles, and analysts in the business and can't wait to lead you on the path to greatness. If you haven't done so yet, do us a favor and take a minute to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Now let's get into the show. The tight end Sean's talking about is Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey, somebody who over the last you know four or five years has put up numbers at the tight end position that probably haven't really been seen before. You know, I always talked about Rob Gronkowski and being the best tight end of all time, but when we start to see the consistency that Kelsey's putting in, and you know, Kelsey has had injuries in the past, but his body at the moment doesn't seem to be as beat up as Gronk's was when he had his final couple of years in New England and. Obviously, Gronk's back now with the, the Buccaneers, but Kelsey's really starting to put himself into that category of um, you know top, top kind of tight ends of all time with what he's doing. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Obviously, being tethered to somebody like Patrick Mahomes is a great boost, but uh, he just looks to be getting better as he gets as he gets older. You know, we look at players in dynasty, and you know when's the right time to sell. But you know, Travis Kelsey's one of those players as a veteran tight end that. With his current contract, you know, selling's probably not the right decision, even though it's probably the best time. Like we talk about that perpetual reloading and moving on from somebody like Travis Kelsey at this point is probably the right thing to do. But just how dominant he is, particularly in tight end premium formats, um, he, he's done it consistently year on year. And this year, in terms of what he was doing, comparable to the top wide receivers in the league, like he was pretty much in, in every category was able to to match up with them and that that's just something that we don't see just phenomenal phenomenal stuff from him but in terms of where he was you know boosting people uh, in terms of their win percentage 
this season. Uh, he had a 24.4% win rate in best ball, 10s uh, easily setting a new watermark at the position. In terms of how good Travis Kelsey is, I know, Sean, you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan and we're talking here for a fantasy football perspective, but just in terms of watching him on a weekly basis, h- how good do you think Kelsey is? I, like, I, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility to say that by the time he's finished, uh, if the Chiefs go on to, to maybe win a Super Bowl or two more with him there, I think he starts to put himself really into that all-time all time conversation. He is. There's there's no question. And you mentioned Gronkowski and the comparison there. Gronkowski at his very peak was extraordinary. At the same time, it was a little bit difficult to figure out how he was doing it because you look at him now, there's a very lumbering aspect to his game. Even at his peak, that was the case more than you might think, right? He didn't show off the very clear flexibility, the very clear explosiveness than Kelsey does. Now, uh, people manifest some of these physical abilities in different ways. It doesn't mean that Gronk wasn't explosive. He clearly was someone who had the speed, who had the power, could fight off the defensive backs, the safeties, the linebackers. No one could really match up with him. Kelsey, maybe even another step forward in terms of the agility, the flexibility, the ability to make these cuts, get into the open area, sit down, make the catch, turn up field, and run after the catch, right? So all of the different individual skills you would like to see from a tight end he has, and then when you have Mahomes in the equation there, you start to look at history. And that's what we have gotten for him here. The highest previous best ball 10 uh, win rate for a tight end was Mark Andrews last year at 17.5. That's 24.4. Just, you know, crazy in light of that. One of the things that you hear from time to time about best ball owners who play in a lot of volume is that, okay, well, when you pull up even the top win rates for tight ends, they don't jump out the way a Christian McCaffrey 37% win rate might. They don't compare to these very top running backs. They don't necessarily compare to the top wide receivers. So why would we use an early pick? Well, one of the reasons why you're going to use an early pick is that tight ends, when they complement some of these other players, really act like rocket fuel to juice those win rates. We see that every time that we pull up the roster construction explorer, it's maybe going to be more obvious that that's the case after this past season. The number two tight end, Darren Waller, just missed matching Kelsey in FFPC formats, which is an interesting dynamic. He was well behind him in the other one. One of the interesting things here, too, is just how big the gap is between FFPC and Fanball in terms of the win rate for Kelsey. The obvious difference in one, you have the tight end premium. You might think that that would favor Kelsey, but being able to get him in the second round, which is what you want to do in a fan ball format, uh, that allows so many other different possible uh, pairings. And especially at his ADP, you know, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, he's going to be on squads with those guys. But being able to have Kelsey and a first round pick just juices those win rates so much more. But the main point is that in either format, he's going to be a huge difference maker for you and someone that you can really build your team around. With Kelsey and with Waller having the seasons that they just had, and while Waller is a different style of tight end, he's more physical than you might think from some of the smaller tight ends. He's more physical than, say, a Jordan Reed or an Evan Ingram. And his ability to go up and make plays on the ball as contrasted with an Evan Ingram, for example, who really struggles at the catch point. Uh, Waller in, in week 16, some of those catches that he had 
as they try to fight off the Dolphins. I mean, those are, are some of the best catches of the entire season. So while there's someone who's going to have a lot of volume, excellent in terms of fighting off of those defensive backs, really a mismatch. You put that together, his ADP for 2020, I expect to jump way up. Now, we'll see what the tight end tactics are for owners as those best ball leagues start to develop as we get ADP. But I'm guessing that the results from these two players are going to have a little bit of an inflationary effect on the top tight ends. And then we'll see if that carries over into that second group as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I think we've mentioned it on a couple of shows recently, but I think it will be a strategy to employ uh, in 2021 as well and it'll just depend on you know where the adp shakes out um off those kind of guys and the other one i'm very interested to see is you know george kittle's missed a large amount of the season and you know i, I would expect things to to pick up big time for him obviously there's a lot of question marks around the quarterback position in san francisco but there, there's players that you know have those uh he, he's somebody who might make a bypass by the likes of uh waller and andrews and uh, and and Kelsey when it comes to drafting and could turn out to be the kind of steal at the position but we'll see maybe 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 still goes off the board second after after Kelsey so we'll see how that goes over the coming months the next player Sean to talk about and that's somebody who we don't really need a, a reason to talk about him on the show but it's uh, Stefan Diggs and um, over the last couple of weeks in terms of how his win rate was filtered out on the FFPC best ball leagues was pretty much like a, a little ladder or a little set of steps that went from 12.5 to 13 to 14.6 to 16.4 up to 19.3 where he finished the season after week 16 uh stefan diggs um you know just tremendous tremendous season and we've talked about it a couple of times in the show about that trade between the the vikings and between between the bills and it's hard to say that the vikings didn't win that trade but it's very very hard to say with where the bills are sitting at the moment uh, and with the kind of demolition that they did this past weekend um, you know to finish off the regular season in style but really didn't even need Stefan Diggs to, to get involved in that one but uh, just a, a really great season by him and I guess we have to say uh, for Justin Jefferson as well uh, breaking the rookie receiving yards record this past week so just a probably the one of the best trades in terms of how it worked out for the two different franchises in such a short period of time um just just uh two really exceptional wide receivers um and in, in the league at the moment but um really really strong final couple of weeks to the season for him the 29.1 performance 25.7 and then finishing it off in week 16 with that 41.5 performance but uh, in terms of his adaptability to this offense and i think like we've seen josh allen take a step forward i think that's in a large chunk down to stefan diggs also down to allen and how he's progressed this season but um, in terms of what he was able to do uh, and, and and the range that he went as well, I think that's part of the reason why his win rate is so significant is the area of drafts he was going at. You mentioned, you know, getting getting Kelsey in the, the second round of, of some non-tight end premium uh, formats, but, you know, getting Stefan Diggs and maybe the, the fifth through seventh round, depending on when you drafted and who was drafting alongside you, uh, just like you've mentioned Diggs being the MVP. I think, though, in terms of, like where he went in those drafts i think the i think Diggs is is truly the, the overall mvp for me just on on how his season finished up yeah and you mentioned that being able to get Diggs where we did really 
adds a little bit extra to that win right there. And that shows up not just in terms of 2020, but as we look back a little bit. So loading up on wide receivers in rounds three through six, that's the third plank in our best ball approach. It's crazy just how valuable it is to make sure that you have wide receivers in those flex spots and to make sure that you're taking them during a section of the draft that is very, very bad for running backs, even though it seems like, okay, well, these are the last running backs we can really count on. We want to make sure we don't miss them. That doesn't work out, right? If you look at the last three seasons in the best ball win rate explorer, you pull up FFPC and you see that receivers drafted between an ADP of 24 and 72, 20 of them have posted double digit win rates from 2017 to 2019. Only two of them have better win rates than Diggs had this past year, which shouldn't come as a surprise to us, I guess, because Diggs had the second best win rate in 2020. The only person between him and Alvin Kamara if you go down to someone who is very low owned james robinson would also be in there but he wasn't drafted very often digs with that 19 percent win rate that falls only below juju smith schuster in 2018 where he had a 22.5 percent win rate in his explosive uh, phenomenal sophomore campaign and then tyree kill with a 20.3 percent win rate in 2018 as well so a lot of guys going in that range but the win rates do fall quite a bit from that peak there it's interesting because the seventh best win rate coming into the season was actually stefan diggs from 2018 right that was the season where he was used as an underneath player by the vikings and just racked up reception after reception after reception he had a 13.5 percent win rate that season again kind of underlining that diggs probably shouldn't have been going where he was but he really rounds out what we're looking at in terms of the three stars from 2020 and the three big points of emphasis in terms of how you need to build your best ball roster. Now, we're going to go into a lot more detail with this, the Best Ball Win Rate Explorer, which is actually a separate tool from the Roster Construction Explorer, uh, gives us the ability to break down historical performances like we did today uh, discuss multiplayer stacks analyze positional win rate as it breaks down by individual draft slot all of those kinds of things michael have those ready for us soon but uh between now and then we'll talk a lot more about some of these insights from the roster construction explorers some of the cool things that you can go in and look at and other formats that might be even more exploitable the ffpc has a cool super flex best ball format blair andrews has written Uh, extensively on that in the past plans to do so again for 2021 and so uh, with these best ball drafts starting before we know it and giving us that chance to really get out there and and draft again and we we just got through the, the fantasy playoffs and it's such a fun time and yet as a result of that i think the hunger to get out there and and invest in more drafts participate in more drafts is is right there and best ball is going to be a way to do it and we're going to have you completely covered on content to make sure your your win rates for 2021 are up there in that crazy stratosphere where we're getting 14 15 16 wins yeah you mentioned it i touched on at the start of the show that that itch comes back pretty quickly <laughs> once the once the season's over to get back into some action and, and get some of those drafts done so we'll have plenty of content coming up on that you mentioned the tools from mike as well can't wait to to dive in get using those and uh you could even head back and, and check out the best ball workshop from 2020 if you haven't if you're not familiar already with the the series you can check it out get yourself a, a kickstart ahead of, of the 2021 best ball workshop uh, coming your way and of course 
we went through some of the the apps some of the tools on the site on today's show and of course you can get access to all of those with the road of his nfl pass and as a listener to the podcast you can get yourself a one-year subscription with a 10 percent discount by applying the code 2020 rv radio at checkout or by going to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for further information just thinking as i do that read on the first show of 2021 we may need to update our, our promo code but for this week anyway you can dive in with that 2020 rv radio and get yourself that 10 percent discount um so with that that's going to wrap us up for today's show of course drop us a written interview on your favorite podcast app as we uh would really appreciate that and of course my name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host, as always, is Sean Siegel. Uh, you can check out Sean's great work, including the piece we talked about on today's show up on rotaviz.com. So until we're back on Thursday with another show where we'll be previewing some of the, the playoff contests over at the FFPC and doing our New Year's resolutions from a fantasy football perspective, uh, until we're back with that show, of course, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with this country, the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.